Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the September 23rd episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Friday afternoon episode of the program. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Uh, also, we have umyasports.com. It's a site that you can go to and get your sports news and information aggregated, curated from across socials, the web. Get some analysis in there from John as well. We encourage you to check that out. Also, come talk to us over at um, yeah, Sports. We'd appreciate that. That's over on Twitter. Uh, you can catch us on that. Hey, John, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. So uh, the second Thursday night football game is in the books, and uh, we all now are very familiar with the Cleveland Browns brownie logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Big ol' elf on the field. Yes. Um, pretty crazy catching that game by uh, Mr. George Pickens, picking that ball out of the sky mm-hmm. by the tip of the ball. Pretty amazing. OBJ kind of stuff. Yep. A lot of debate on whose was better. They're um, different. They're different, but I did a poll to see what people say. Okay, and I what got they exactly say? split, really fifty fifty percent. Okay, like either one. Um, but what do you think? it's probably have to be OBJ's because OBJ grabbed in the me- middle of the football yeah. going backwards. George Pickens kind of caught it going sideways. So you know, yeah. neither was easy, but maybe one was harder than the other. But overall, in that game, that pick was probably the high point for the Steelers wide receivers, and you know their. Yeah, you're kind of squad. you're of the opinion that they need to move on. Yeah, Trubisky, move on from Trubisky to uh, to to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, well, Trubisky at this point isn't doing enough to you know win a football games. Obviously, uh, has been struggling, hasn't been great with the deep ball. Sometimes super inaccurate, splitting wide receivers that are right on top of each other, and mo- some of it's not even his fault. Some of it's just his wide receivers dropping the ball uh, when they, when he needs them to catch it. But so that's not really his fault. But at this point, I think you kind of reached the ceiling with Trubisky and it's time to put Kenny Pickett in, let him learn, let him grow in the offense, let him grow with the offense. Cause this offense is growing together. The wide receivers are relatively young for the most part. The offensive line is young. Najee's only a couple years in the league right now. So putting a rookie quarterback wouldn't be that all unexpected. And I think he can play as well as, um, as well as Trubisky's been playing. It's not like Trubisky's been doing anything all that crazy with the football. Um, he's most of the time reasonable, reasonably accurate, but like I said, not all of it was his fault. Some of the wide receivers were just dropping the football, but other times he was forcing it when it didn't really need to be forced into coverage that obviously was never going to be able to make the completion, uh, or he um, just overthrew his intended target, and that happened multiple times leading there to eventual demise. But I think ultimately when you look at this game, the Browns are the better of the two teams in the AFC. I think the Browns are a legitimate playoff contender this season. I think mm-hmm. they have the right pieces to do a deep playoff run. And with uh, the wide receivers, especially Mari Cooper, who destroyed the Steelers secondary, just running all over them. Uh, and then you got Nick Chubb and Brissett actually did a good job at quarterback as well. Uh, and has been able to keep that ship on the right path going to 2-1 and one on the season, which is a good record for this Browns team. Defensively, they played reasonably well as well, but you know, it was their offense that kind of carried them through, and they got stops on Trubisky, got to the quarterback multiple times, uh, and then made plays on the wide receivers. But with the, with the Steelers team, 
the biggest thing that everyone has against the Steelers team is there the Steelers wide receivers inability of being able to hold on to the football. The whole second half was riddled with drop passes that should have been caught. Weren't like they were most of the time weren't thrown low or in a hard place to catch. They were thrown to them and they just ended up dropping them. Just came out of their hands. Um, Trubisky had this one play to Johnson where he was running up the sideline against uh, the corner and and the ball was put exactly where it needed to be and it just fell fell right through his hands. So there's nothing you can do about that. So I think that George Pickens play is talked about the most just because it was probably the best play for the Steelers organization. Yeah. And also I think their offensive line, if you're the Steelers, is needs work, needs help uh, because they need to give Trubisky a more time and B they need to give better blocking because you saw that George Pickens pass the first one that he really got in the game the guys were on him immediately um not really any blocking there and then Najee Harris needs more time to get plays rolling because Najee's really destructive if he has a couple yards to gain momentum and then after that he can handle the rest hurtling plowing through guys stiff arms those are in his arsenal but if you give him no yards to get momentum going and it gets hit immediately it's very hard for him to be able to blow through you without getting his legs turning and get running and, and, and get get things going and he really didn't have all that many opportunities and that's why we saw little runs of you know three four yards consistently and very few but there was a couple ones where he actually ripped off a good amount of yards for a touchdown and things of that nature so at this point the Steelers team needs to fix a lot but I think you're gonna have to probably just assess the situation and say to yourself you know we got Mitchell Trubisky you got um Mitchell Trubisky and then you got um Kenny Pickett as your two viable options at quarterback you know what Trubisky's been able to do he led you to a one and two start put Kenny Pickett in there let him go let him kind of play the game and see what he's able to do which is going to give you the best chance of uh, success because Kenny Pickett we saw him in preseason he played well um, and he can learn and grow with this offense, and together they can try to get to the next level, and the next level, and the next level. And ultimately, maybe Trubisky has more to prove, but I think Kenny Pickett also has a little bit to prove as well with everyone saying that his hands are too small or he has all these um, quarterback defects. And so at this point, I think it's probably best. I don't think for every quarterback, a rookie quarterback, that they should be just thrown in um, until they have time to kind of learn but I don't think you're going to get all that many wins out of Trubisky um, and this team. And it, and also, you got to target George Pickens like you did in this game, giving yeah. consistent options, opportunities to make completions and plays because him making plays isn't all that rare. In Georgia, he did it, and he could do it in the NFL, give him opportunities. That needs to be part of the game plan immediately. And if you can start making plays, that will open the running game up and all that can kind of go from there. Uh, and also, I mean, Trubisky doesn't have the – fastest set of wheels but he does have some legs so getting some um rpos and stuff in the in the game plan as well would be also pretty helpful so the Steelers team is talented in a lot of ways but their most efficient drives came out the end of the game when they were giving the ball to everybody that was George Pickens that was Chase Claypool uh Pat Fryermuth those guys are all getting opportunities to make the make plays and get completions and they were doing it and I think Pat Fryermuth needs more completions as well because he's such a tight end that can make a lot of plays and you saw him climb the ladder multiple times to make completions and even last season we saw him make some acrobatic catches as well so they just need to get the distribute the wealth a lot better maybe move on from Trubisky or if you're going to stay with Trubisky give him some uh, RPO option reads and so with that to open up the running game 
and get George Pickens involved uh, a lot more than you have. And then maybe you can start winning some games. All right. So I've been uh, scouring the internets at times and reading things and looks like the Broncos, people are pretty down on them and what's happening and on the coach and on their decision-making to go get Russell Wilson and how Russell's playing and whether or not this whole thing is just going to turn out to be one giant disaster. What do you think? Is it too early to be kind of boxing them up and putting them away? I think, yeah. Well, yeah, it's game. It's literally game two. two games in. So, (laughs) yes, really early. Uh, Russ Wilson's obviously learning completely new franchise, completely new scheme. Uh, But offensively, this team is really good. The running back core is good. Their tight end core has been, you know, we saw good flashes of really good play from them. And then wide receivers, they've got, Cortland Sutton and they got um, Jerry Judy, but Jerry Judy injured himself at the very beginning of the game against the Texans. And he was on street to have a tremendous game because Russell Wilson was just giving the football and he's making completions, but then he landed awkwardly and just left the game and never came back. So that's a huge, you know, blow, but this team is good offensively. Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. Like I mentioned, they've got good pieces. Their running back core is great. I like them, but their defense, I think is the issue. Yes. They've got uh, Patrick Sertan, which is a good corner. Uh, they got a good linebacker, but most of the time, they're not that great. We saw them get walked all over by the Texans. We saw them get walked all over by the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and we've seen, I mean, even the Colts, you know, had trouble with the Texans, but, you know, that's not really saying much. But with the with Nathaniel Hackett, it's just one of those things that he just came from Green Bay where he had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and a great offensive line. Like you just came from a tremendous situation to come to Denver to head coach the franchise. Yes, there's going to be growing pains, and yes, there's going to be times that they're going to look bad. But as far as offense is concerned, they were moving down the field on the Texans and having opportunities to score. And yes, they didn't capitalize every single time, but there's obviously a lot more variables than what the actual score was. And Russell Wilson's going to grow and he's going to learn this offense and he's going to play better. I think it's dumb to call. To say that Russell Wilson's not elite, I, I think you saw what he's able to do with a good roster and a good defense. He takes it to the Super Bowl back-to-back years. When he get loses all that stuff, he struggles. Like any quarterback would struggle with everything being stripped from you. With the Denver Broncos, he has a good offense. We'll see how good the defense is and see if they can turn around and start making plays. But with Russell Wilson, he's gonna be he has such a good running back core, and like I said, great wide receivers that eventually he's going to build the chemistry up and they're going to play well. But I don't think riding off a team after two games is right at all. I mean, there's, so if there's two games in the 17 games you play, you still have 15 games to, you know, prove that you got what it takes to play in the playoffs. And I still think this Denver Broncos team has a chance to make it to the playoffs. I don't think it's, it's over by any stretch. I think they should be, 2-0 and at this point. Uh, losing the game the way they did it in Seattle was probably frustrating for a lot of Denver Broncos fans, but he's trying to figure out, as a coach, how you know how risky do you play it? Because think about this. If he did not go for that field goal in, in Seattle, and he goes for it, and they miss it by some you know defensive pass rush or just a pick, bad throw, fumble by, uh, by running back, something in those lines the scrutiny of Nathaniel Hackett would not be any less than it was when he just decided to go with the field goal, right? That was just a game plan thing. So he's trying to figure out, you know, who he is as a coach. He's trying to figure out what's the best option. 
to be able to play it balanced. You got to look at your defense. You got to look at your offense when you're making play calls. You can't just think of one or the other. So if we're going to cast judgment on a team, you know, the Colts might be the team to do it. Or one of these teams that has, or even the, the commanders, these teams that are struggling for a consistent amount of years, not teams that, you know, just now came together and are super young. Those teams always need time to get better. So in my opinion of it, they are in the right, going in the right direction. This team has everything they need to succeed. If at the end of the season, they aren't able to make it to the playoffs or even make a strong case, then you can start saying that maybe this is a bust situation. But at the same time, they, they have at least the rest of the season like I said, to prove what they're able to yep. do. If they're not able to, Nathaniel Hackett's job could legitimately be in jeopardy after one season because it wouldn't be on that likely that yep. that a coach is on the hot seat after one season. It just happens all the time. These days, it sure does. They don't give much of a chance. There's no. a you got to kind of start producing. It's, uh, playoff for year five. Start producing right away, people. Let's do it. All right, we got a whole slate of games coming up this weekend, both across. The uh, the college football landscape as well as the NFL. What games are you looking forward to? Yeah, there's multiple games that are going to be good because they're ranked against ranked. You got Wake Forest against Clemson, 21 against number five, which Clemson obviously is number five. You got Tennessee against Florida, yep. which is 20 against 11. Yep. Um, Texas is always fun to watch just because of the statement they made against Alabama. Um, but then you got Texas A&M playing number 10, Arkansas, yep. Texas, Texas A&M is 23rd. Um, and then, you know, you got Alabama playing Vanderbilt, Ohio state playing Wisconsin could be an interesting one because Wisconsin's never fully out of it. But those are the teams. Let's see. Uh, those are the teams that are playing each other, but the game I'm personally looking forward to is the Washington Huskies. I want to see what they're able to do at number 18 spot when they, okay. when they're able to upset Michigan state. Um, but yeah, those are the kind of the ranked against ranked, uh, the most interesting games I would say. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's always the possibility that some of the other games turn out to be better, but as far as the NFL is concerned, Packers bucks. Yeah, of course you're looking forward to the Packers bucks. Uh, the Rams versus Cardinals could be an interesting game because around the same time last season, the Cardinals and the Rams met and the Cardinals destroyed them. And then they met again later and they won. So there's kind of like a tiebreaker going on there. Um, you got the Broncos. Everyone's gonna be watching that game, like, because for the reasons I mentioned about you know about the squad. Well, it's also the Sunday night football game, so correct. Of course that's gonna bring. That's cool that Broncos got bring a national audience. Um, and then the other couple games are the Jets, the Bengals, because I want to see who the Jets are, and I want to see who the Bengals are. Are they able to bounce back? Are they able to get a win finally? How are they looking? Should there be pressure on them or not? And then, um, I want to see the Bills and the Dolphins. Because this is a game that's going to actually test where this Dolphins team is at. How's Tua doing? How can you read the defense? How can you play against a great pass rush? How is the defense going to be able to play against Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen? It's able to move against any offense. You know, Tyreek Hill, how is he going to be able to get behind him? And yes, he's played the Bills countless times. That was Patrick Mahomes. So this is going to answer a lot of questions about where the Dolphins are at. If they're able to keep it close or at least have a bunch of good plays, then there's a lot to be said that for the fact that they are actually in a good situation because the Bills were able to embarrass the Rams, and the Rams are a good team. So it's not all, all, unlike, all that unlikely that the Rams or the Bills can embarrass the Dolphins. And then the last one is the Giants-Cowboys. I want to see what Cooper Rush looks like again, and I want to see if the Giants can advance to 3-0. and Okay. All right. Well, that's a lot of stuff to look for. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Awesome. All the and then uh, NBA is creeping up on us too. Yeah. Like October. It's, yeah. It, it all October first is I think the first game of, 
of um, preseason. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Got some football this weekend. Yeah. All right. Let's hang. We'll watch some listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll check you out on Monday. See you. See God bless. You.